With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, everybody, let's keep the fun rolling on this Thursday edition of the Lombardi Line alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Got a great final hour on tap. We got a no way, no doubt segment coming at you in a little bit. Lots of trade deadline talk, of course, Michael, with the deadline coming up next Thursday. Should they or shouldn't they be moving on and rebuilding and which teams need to go all in at this point? Always a fun conversation. The final half hour, we'll get Palms pressing three. All things from our guy, Mike Palm, VP of Operations here at Circa Resort and Casino, where I'm broadcasting from. But where we're going to start off is, of course, primetime Thursday night football on everybody's TV screens later on tonight. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Buffalo Bills going head to head. And this has been some one way traffic toward Buffalo. But we talked about it earlier, Michael. It feels a whole lot more like a fade of Tampa than it does a confident push like I really believe in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now because the last three weeks they have shown us they're amazing that's that's not what it is well you know there was a time where everybody believed in the Buccaneers remember when they played Philly everybody was all over them on Philly last week everybody was all over them on Atlanta I think this line's a reflection of the sting of what Tampa's done to some people right I mean they went into New Orleans and they were the dog there, and they ended up playing well. They, they dominated New Orleans in that game. This one's strange because there's nothing that has happened in this game in, in the last three weeks that would indicate Buffalo's nine points better than anybody. Now, Josh Allen's great, don't get me wrong, but this team is really kind of beat up. With Ed Oliver not going to play tonight, uh, you know, without, without any tight ends on the roster other than Dalton Kincaid, who's really going to have to assume a different role. They're going to have to modify their offense on a short week. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. The strength of Tampa Bay is their defense. It wasn't last week where Desmond Ritter threw the ball effectively on them, but typically their front's good. They get pressure. Vita Vey needs to play for them to be good tonight, but they're good. And everybody's betting the over, which is kind of interesting because prime unders have really been hidden. You mm-hmm. know, primetime unders are 16 and 7 this season. And since 2019, they're 155 and 102 and three. Yet everybody wants the over here tonight. We think we're going to get a lot of football tonight. Well, I do think this it is going to be 65 and no wind. 
Absolutely great to keep in mind. I, I love when we get our, our regularly scheduled programming of Michael's weather report and that it's not the girl named Stormy doing it because you know what? I just can't, I can't <laughs> handle that. I can only handle so much, Michael, but great to keep in mind. And you mentioned the injuries there. Yeah, Ed, Ed Oliver, I haven't seen an official out, but obviously missed last week and he's questionable and we already know all the other issues and holes on that defense from an injury standpoint for the rest of the season. So going to need some other guys to step up from that standpoint point for Vita Vea reports have him as truly a 50 50 game time decision going into the game tonight and that'll be key Baker Mayfield who was on the injury report this week with a knee he's expected to play as is Chris Godwin who had a neck injury distinction on the practice report this week he's expected not to have any limitations going into tonight so all good food for thought as you get set for this game but I just I really Michael thought that after the previous two weeks going into last Sunday that Buffalo was going to get it together then. And so like, it felt like there was no better opponent to get right against defensively than the new England Patriots and the lack of offensive production that they've had with Mac Jones and with Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinator. And yet they were able to go up and down the field on him. And it started early. Like, Buffalo was behind mm -hmm. the eight ball right away in that game. And granted, we saw at the end that they could put together two scoring drives in a matter of four or five minutes. And but then you still allowed Mac Jones to go down the field and win it for you. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm not a believer in Buffalo right now. This is just a hard stay away spread for me tonight. Yeah, I mean, look, if you like Buffalo, you, you know, you know, your quarterback, Josh Allen's got 59 career wins in the regular season and 45 of those wins have been by seven or more points. So, you know, he's really good at covering numbers and especially. But this is getting away from you a little bit. You also know that he turns the ball over, that this game tonight will feature two quarterbacks that have the, the most turnovers in the National Football League since 2018. Baker's got 68. Josh Allen's got 67. Now, don't forget, Baker was the first pick in this draft, in the 18 draft, over Josh Allen. <laughs> A lot of people forget that, right? Like, it was Baker ahead of Allen in this draft, which isn't the case any longer. Yeah, oh, how the times have changed. Can Cleveland get anything right on quarterbacks? I mean, think about Cleveland and their quarterback derby. I mean, as I just said that, right, they turned down Josh Allen. They turn, you know, they signed, they turned down Deshaun Watson originally when he was coming out. Remember, they trade, they gave the pick to Houston and then they turned down Josh Allen and, you know, and now we're, and they signed Watson on the, the most expensive contract in football. And now where are they? It's you just a sad thing. That's thing. what's crazy, Michael, is how much they paid to get Deshaun Watson. And it's this version of Watson that they're getting when they could have, they could have done it all. Like that is, that is an interesting thought um, that never even crossed my mind, to be honest with you. And speaking to that, let's, let's go to the Sunday slate because there are a lot of numbers that have been on the move in addition to this Thursday night football game. And one of them being that Cleveland Browns game against the Seattle Seahawks, because on a Wednesday, we already know that Deshaun Watson's not going to play and it'll be PJ Walker back under center. Yeah, and, and, you know, look, that they have no choice. To me, I, I keep saying maybe they should trade for Derrick Henry if they could get him because they're not going to win. And we were talking about this on the podcast today, Stormy. This line went up to four, which is not surprising. Uh, that when – if you're Cleveland, you have spent mm -hmm. the most cash money of any team in the National Football League this year. 
They have spent, now. you know, you can say what you want about the Haslam family, meddling, all that. They've spent the most money of any team. And it's not, you know, the, the Jets and Houston are this two, two or three. Why Houston? I don't know. But the Jets went all in. Cleveland went all in. Now that they're all in and they don't have Chubb, they're going to lose four. Watson's a mess, right? What do they do? Like, I got to think you play to your strength. You try to add another defensive player and you try to add a running back because they're the only two. You're going to have to mask the quarterback because the next three years, you're not getting away from Watson. He's on your team at $63 million on your cap. And I haven't seen an update today, Michael, but even Kareem Hunt didn't practice yesterday either, just furthering your point on the running back position. No, no I don't think he'll play. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, he's going to play. I think he will play, but. Look, at the end of the day, they got to get Dorian Thompson Robinson to go. They got to get him to become a better player. He was a disaster in the first game with his three interceptions, just like Aiden O'Connell didn't play well for the Raiders. So it's young players that are going to do this. But they're going really not in a direction that they can win with in terms of P.J. Walker. I mean, he had a nice last drive. He got bailed out. But I, I think to me, the law, as I sit there and look at this from a long lens, you're stuck with Watson. And either Stefanski gets them better and plays better, which hasn't happened, or we're going to be in a lot of trouble. And as despite what we saw last week from the Cleveland Browns, we know that this is an elite defense, and it would be such a shame to waste that, especially given yeah. what you have invested at the quarterback position. So um, this week, again, that line has now moved to Browns getting four, taken on the Seahawks, total 38. We also learned yesterday that Brock Purdy coming back from that game against the Vikings on Monday night was experiencing concussion-like protocols. They got it checked out. Um, concussion-like symptoms, excuse me. They got it checked out. He is in the protocol. We have not seen a quarterback that is placed in the court protocol that week eventually go on and play that coming Sunday. So the expectation is it'll be Sam Darnold under center for the San Francisco 49ers. And they have moved from a five and a half point favorite against the Bengals to three and a half total 43 and a half. A lot at stake here too. the 49ers 10 game cover streak at home is in mm-hmm. jeopardy here, you know, and, and they've been very good on short rest. Look, I think to me, they have to run the football. The last week was the first week in there and during this season where they haven't been able to run the football effectively. I think they ran for 40, 63 yards, 65 yards, 17 came on, on Purdy's scramble. And the last two weeks now, they've scored 17 points in each game. So they haven't been dominating in the point total either. And you can make the case, well, they gave up 22 points the most since the Rams got 23 in week two. But look, we know that last play at the end of the half kind of was fortunate. This this team's still a really good team, and they're going to be a good team. And they'll, Cincinnati can't run the ball. And I just think it's a tough matchup for Cincinnati, no matter who plays quarterback for them, because Cincinnati has struggled to pass protect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they put a lot of money in their line, and I know people think that they've, they've improved in their pass protection. But when you watch them play on tape, Burrow has gotten sacked. You know, he gets sacked way too much. His sack percentage, it's, it's challenging in terms of where he is. I mean, last year, he was at 2.38 sacks percentage. Okay? This year, now I know he can't move. This year, you know, he's, he's at 6.06. I mean, that's a four-point differential in sack percentage. So that's a real issue. And if they don't fix that, that's a problem. 
Yeah, and you know that's going to be a major emphasis for the San Francisco defense coming off a game where it was their first all season where they had not had a sack. Talking about their matchup with the Minnesota Vikings, only got hands on Kirk Cousins seven times, which was their fewest in a game all season long. So that's going to be a huge point of emphasis for the defense coming into this one. And also, we talk so much about this 49ers team being one that needs to play from ahead. The Christian McCaffrey early fumble put them in a position they're not used to. And so make sure you strike while the iron's hot early. You also so um, before we started up this hour, got news. Jimmy Garoppolo is expected to start after missing last week. He's going to be at practice today. Josh McDaniel saying, quote, as long as nothing goes the other way. So that's our verbiage for, you know, barring a setback type of a thing. And then also Tyreek Hill after missing practice yesterday with a hip injury. He's back on the practice field today. Saw lots of videos from local beat writers. He's dancing. He's looking fine, which is excellent news for the Miami Dolphins as they get set for their game with the Patriots today. That music is coming through, which means we got to hit the break here, take our first time out of this hour. But when we come back, Michael, it's time for No Way yeah. or No Doubt. Get excited, my friend. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> that's I what can't I, wait. That's what I like to hear. We'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. With all four major sports in action, there's no better time to be a sports better. And with our new sports Equinox special, no better time to become a VSEN Pro subscriber. Sign up now, you get full VSEN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st for only 120 bucks, including daily best bets, unlimited access to our betting splits, plus our exclusive betting content throughout the World Series. College football, the rest of the NFL season, March Madness, the NBA and NHL regular seasons, as well as the NFL draft coming up in the summer. Don't miss this limited time offer. VSIN.com slash subscribe is how you can sign up now. Do you disagree with these takes? No way. Uh-uh, no way. Or do you approve? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. 
It's time to ask Michael Lombardi. No way or no doubt. Ooh-wee, let's get to it. Buffalo is 7-1 to win the AFC. They're tied for the third shortest odds with the Baltimore Ravens behind Kansas City and Miami, Michael. But we know how vulnerable this team has looked specifically defensively since losing their heart and soul on D. Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, Trey White, just to name a few and some other guys still dinged up as we get set for Thursday Night Football tonight. But no way or no doubt, Michael, the Buffalo Bills need to be buyers at the trade deadline coming up next week to be competitive for an AFC title. I think there's no doubt about that. I think they need to be strategically aggressive and they need to kind of figure out what they can add to their defense that certainly could help them. They're like they're on every level, their defense could use some help. Ed Oliver coming back would help. Daquan Jones is doubtful that he'll come back. So that's a problem. But yeah, I think they need to be a little bit more aggressive here because I think what we're seeing is is that Josh Allen has done a wonderful job of covering up the deficiencies of their team by his play. Perfect example last week. You know, we talk about this offensive line and they've made some changes, but he got hit a bunch last week. 40% uh, of the time he was under pressure and he wasn't very good. The thing that saves him, like always, is his ability to get out of pressure, his ability to not get tackled. And that's a hard thing to do when you're playing him. But if if they played anybody else but Josh Allen under center, they would probably be one or a team looking to pick in the top 10. Yeah, I agree. Buffalo's got to do something here soon. And with their record right now, sitting right in that seventh spot in the AFC, teetering on the edge of not even being in playoff position right now, which is crazy to think about. Let's continue this trade deadline talk because the Tennessee Titans recently traded away Kevin Byard to the Philadelphia Eagles and appear to be open for business as they get set for a little bit of a shifting and rebuild. No way or no doubt, Michael. The Titans should trade away Derrick Henry before the deadline. I think they should trade away Derrick Henry before the deadline. They should try to trade Hopkins before the deadline. Yeah, I think they should. Now, you know, you'd say, well, that's not fair to the young quarterback to see what he can do. Well, you can find figure out what a quarterback's doing and how he's playing without doing anything other than just, you know, you don't need Hopkins there to do it. If somebody's willing to give you a good deal, Hopkins only makes a million dollars. You paid the sign-in bonus. So the cost is sunk. So you can get rid of them. So my sense of it is if somebody calls and offers you something, are you going to sign Henry back to a huge deal next year? Because he kind of locks you in to running the football all the time. And you could see they want to get the Spears a little bit more. So, yeah, I think they should trade him. Yeah, Tajay Spears out of Tulane, his back of a very, very talented young man. See him get an opportunity. And uh, to your point about the young quarterback, it appears we're going to see Will Levis get his first start this weekend. Um, And if I'm doing my own no way or no doubt, I say no doubt Derrick Henry should go to the Dallas Cowboys. I would love to see that and how he would reboot that running game over there as a compliment um, as the guy with Tony Pollard and kind of have those two different styles of backs again. All right, keeping it moving here. The Carolina Panthers have their Super Bowl coming up this weekend, taking on the Houston Texans. It's going to be the top two quarterbacks taken in this last draft going head to head. And this matchup, of course, has reinvigorated the debate of who's the better quarterback, who's going to be the better pro long term. Before we get to the big question, let's hear what Carolina Panthers head coach Frank Reich had to say about his young QB and Stroud. We got the guy we wanted to get and um, couldn't be happier about that in every way. Um, and, and I would say this, I'm happy for CJ, you know, that he's, he's had six good games. Um, and I have no doubt he'll have many more good games. 
Um, but I know this when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks or any position, it's years, not weeks. You know, you can't put a label on a guy after six weeks or, um, or even a year. And I think that was probably very important for Bryce Young specifically to hear after all of the things that have been talked about with regard to whether or not his coach wanted him. So no way or no doubt, Michael, the Carolina Panthers did make the right decision when they drafted Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. What do you think? I think they did. No doubt they did. I, I think this, what Frank said is so true. Weeks is not the time. I mean, Bryce Young has not looked bad. His timing his ability to see the field is very good. He's got great rhythm to his game, uh, but they can't protect. The offense is static. They don't move. They're, he's in shotgun all the time. And I think to me, they haven't done enough for him. And forget about, you know, they don't have great receivers. That's not the issue. The issue is putting him in position to where he can succeed. Look, last week, and I've been critical of Mac Jones, but last week what New England did was they threw the ball in the middle of the field where Mac Jones can throw the football. They got into some bunch formations. They got him under center. They did things that make it a little bit easier for Mac to play. That's the key to football. That's the key to being good offensively. That's why Kyle's so good. That's why that's why uh, Sean McVay's so good. I don't think he's had this right now. If Sean McVay was coaching Bryce Young, we'd be talking about him at a high, high level. Yeah, if you're looking at the Carolina Panthers, I think it's extremely unfair to point to Bryce Young and say he's the problem. This is a team that's got a lot of problems right now, and the book has yet to be written on the type of pro that he's going to be. There has been some money, though, coming in on C.J. Stroud's side of things, and the Houston Texans now up to a three-and-a-half-point road favorite at Bank of America Stadium coming up this weekend. Now, we talked already a good bit about Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, where things sit right now. Watson was, of course, ruled out of this Sunday's game against the Seahawks already yesterday from head coach Kevin Stefanski. It'll be his fourth missed game of the season. Uh, he left week seven versus the Colts after only 12 plays. He was one of five with nearly two interceptions and is under contract in Cleveland through 2026. And we obviously know the big money implications there. No way or no doubt, Michael, Deshaun Watson is the long-term answer for the Cleveland Browns at quarterback. No way, but there's no doubt he has to be. <laughs> the mean, perfect answer. To, you know, to, you, you can't, there's no getting around it. You know, look, here's what I said on the podcast today. I said, whenever you make a trade, you have to understand what your safety margin is in the trade. You almost, you have to ask yourself the question, what happens if we're wrong on Watson? What happens if he gets hurt? What happens if we're half wrong on Watson? What happens if, you know, he has an, another character issue? All those things. And that should lead you to how you set up the contract, gives you some safety. The, the, the Cardinals did it with as bad as that deal was. The Cardinals did it for, for their safety programs within the, the, the uh, Kyle Murray contract. But this team didn't do that. So for the next three years, they're looking at $63 million cap hit on their team every single year. There's no way he has to be the answer for them. And what's going to happen is what we'll see is we'll be, they'll be bringing they'll be firing coaches left and right to try to make him a better player. And we talk about the money so much, but also the first round picks that were given up in this situation. It's just really unfortunate what we've seen from Deshaun Watson since he's come back from that two year layoff. He has not been any semblance of what we saw in Houston and the playmaking ability he had. All right. One more. 
let's go to the San Francisco 49ers, Michael. They remain a two-to-one favorite to be the NFC champion and rep the conference in this year's Super Bowl. But obviously, they've dropped their last two games. Um, All of a sudden, people have some questions of if they really are as good as we thought they were. No way or no doubt, Michael, the 49ers are still the top team in the NFC. Uh, no doubt they are. Uh, I, you know, I think they're even with Philly, but I think their balance is better. They have to stay healthy just like Philly does, but no doubt they have a really good team. Look, they're two plays away. They're two plays away from being undefeated. If the kid makes the kick in Cleveland and if Steve doesn't make the call at the end of the first half, which I'm sure he regrets. So yeah, I'm not overreacting. I think they'll bounce back this week with or without Purdy. Michael, what still kills me about even even with the all-out blitz in the situation that it was, Charvarius Ward still almost got the interception. Like, he still could have made a play. The ball was in his hands. And then, you know, Jordan Addison scores, and it's over before it even begins, it feels like, after that. But I'm still mad. I'm not going to get over it anytime soon, I don't think, Michael. I can tell. I, you know, it's only one game. It's going to help you. I know. You know, the, the, their confidence isn't waning. Uh, one thing about when you lose a game like that and you go into your t- team meeting room, you actually helps. It helps you win the next week because people are angry. Mm-hmm. If you win a game on on a trick on a play like that, there's a sense of oh, we got this. Look, we played bad. We did. It. You know, you need anger every week to be a good team. You know, and I kind of liked Mike Somich, who joined us in hour one, his perspective on that 49ers-Browns game, that it was kind of that slug back and forth defensive type of a game. Maybe that just took a lot out of both teams from a physicality standpoint, and that both of them defensively should play better this week as well. So, uh, again, Brock Purdy, though, looks like he's going to be unavailable in concussion protocol. Sam Darnold expected to get the start. Mike Palm, our starter here for the final half hour. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. All right, everybody, we're back here on the Lombardi Line. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. All you got to do is download the app, use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We are rolling along here alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bonantoni with you. And as we roll on live from Circa Resort and Casino, no better person to have with us than VP of Operations here at Circa, Mike Palm, who joins the program back on a Thursday. It's been too long because like you were out of the office. Michael was out of the office. I was just here all alone. I missed you. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky, you know, Dustin Pedroia didn't want to come on at 1.30 today that I get to, I get to get back, back to the desk. We had some bad luck with Big Poppy. can confirm. Yeah, Big Poppy. Has anybody seen Big Poppy at all? We, we have any idea where he is? He's trying to put a cowboy hat on Jeter on, oh, on the playoffs. Have you seen those Club Poppy hey, videos? Mike, I want to ask you. Go ahead, Mike. Before we start with whatever, whatever direction you want to go in, I want to ask you, you're really good at this. Mm. What... Uh, what is what would be your survivor pick this week? Well, that's what I had prepared here for you, Michael, wow. because so oh, for, you did for me. It's well, it's interesting because it was, you know, not insignificant. We lost almost a third of the field last week, 552 out of the 1789. So now we're down to 1237. Only we only have 13 percent left. Your ticket that you bought for a thousand now theoretically is worth 7,500. Yeah. Right. So, and there's still seven people that have 10 entries left, which is interesting, right? Wow. That's well, one of them went out with 10 on the bucks last week. Ooh, 
That's a tough one. Well, I'd be a little bit upset with Bowles running hurry up and letting Atlanta have another possession. Yeah. They didn't have to do that. They could have bled mm-hmm. the clock down. What I thought was just fascinating looking at the Circa entries and eliminations last week uh-huh. was that, you know, Seattle obviously gets through with yeah. the win and that's the big one. Yeah. But then six of the next seven, I want to say it is, yeah. all of those yeah. out, all of those other favorites well, that people were buying in on. Well, Bills, 49ers, Raiders, um, Rams, Saints, Commanders, Packers. What's interesting also to me, Michael, is because usually the two tenants most people try to stick by is you don't play road teams, don't play division games. 307 out of the 552 were road teams, with a big chunk of that being the Bills, obviously, uh, at Foxborough. So here's the debate for me. Um, And we can talk in general about how it's going to be. Buffalo, uh, the, the Bills... Only 201 of the of the 1,200 have them available even and for tonight. Um, Dolphins versus Patriots, only 215 have the Dolphins. So the, the AFC East teams, are very few people have them left. 636 have Baltimore playing in Glendale against Arizona. 1,082, almost everybody has the Chargers for Sunday night against the Bears. And then the Lions, I think people would say for Thanksgiving. But if you wanted to use them and save the Cowboys, 660 still have them available for the Monday night against the Raiders. So here's my thing, Michael. And I understand I'm all and I kind of debated this yesterday on Sharp Money with with Patrick. He would he would take the Chargers and save Baltimore because you're probably not going to use the chart. And I get it. You're not going to use the Chargers again. And the Chargers are at home. There's other spots to use Baltimore in the year. Maybe. But if I lost my shot at nine million dollars with Staley, I, I couldn't forgive myself. So if I only had one entry, I would take Baltimore because I'm not going down with mm. Staley. Look at the game in Kansas City. He's a defensive coach. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Yeah, we can talk game does. management all the time. I'm not going out with him. I, I don't know what your impression was of the Division Two quarterback. Oh. I thought he, he added a little pep to the Bears. I thought he energized the team. Obviously, I, I saw a breakdown a guy did in the graphics. He's a second and a half quicker to, to plan on his five and seven and seven step drops than fields, which gives him a lot more time yeah. to react to the defensive coverage. The three step drops, they're the same. But he did a breakdown on film on Twitter that I thought was very good. And the kids seem to, you know, move a little bit with his legs, but not too much to help him out. So I, I know now they have a little tape on him, but uh, I just couldn't do it. And, I, you know, and I'm not, you know, not, I don't know if I, I'm going to take the Bears in eight and a half or not, but I'm not going out with the Chargers. I'd take Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, look, I think you, if, if you're saying that, which I don't disagree with it, you're never taking the charge again. This is no. your one last chance to take yeah. the charge. So you're basically yeah. playing with 31. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you're doing. And, and I think that's probably smart. I think the one thing we have learned, and I keep saying this, and I know Lamal has his theory on, on Survivor. Stormy and I talked about this. Looking at Buffalo, like they're not a gimme putt anymore, right? So if you're if, when you save these teams – Sometimes they're not as good when you think you need them as they are. So I'm not sure saving is really a good thing. It's interesting, the Buffalo, the Buffalo debate, Michael, because Amal and I discussed who the the question was. We now do a debate segment in the second one that I'm on with them on Wednesday called Palm versus the Prince. And Patrick and Dustin then grade the debate who won that. It's like a crossfire. Um, But it, it was over under eight and a half teams can win the Super Bowl. We were both on under. So the debate became who are the, you know, I said there's five. We both agreed there's five that very realistically could win it. 
San Francisco, Philadelphia, Kansas City, Baltimore, and Cincinnati. We both agreed on those five. We both have Detroit on a fringe, although if you push me, I say no because they haven't even won a playoff game yet. It's too big a leap to get to the Super Bowl, right? The debate came down to... um, And the Browns. We both had the Browns, if they can get any kind of quarterback play. But the debate came down to who's the other one that's a possible fringe. I said Miami. He said Buffalo. My argument is Buffalo, much better two years ago and last year, couldn't get it done. They were 13 seconds away in Kansas City, couldn't get it done. They had Cincinnati come to Snowy Buffalo last year, got punched in the mouth, couldn't get it done. This team is worse. Why are they going to the Super Bowl? I don't include Buffalo. I, I have Miami on the list before Buffalo. Well, they both have flaws, but I think yeah. Buffalo flaws are more fatal. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Buffalo flaws are really I, – I, I said this, Mike. You put Josh Allen on the Raiders, and that's Buffalo's team. You put you take Garoppolo and put him on Buffalo, that's the Raiders' team. Nobody would – they'd be like, oh, Buffalo's too good. Oh, no, the Raiders have a really good receiver. They've got a good rush guy. Their offensive line isn't very good. Maybe the Buffalo's better in the defensive line, but the difference is – Josh Allen makes everybody better. That makes it makes America think they're better than they really are. When you break down Buffalo and you watch them, they're not very good. I mean, when you give up 5.3 yards a game rushing on average, that's just not one game. That's over that's over 7 games. You're not very good. You're small. You're not very physical. You know, and I know they missed Ed Oliver last week, but still, I mean, Josh Allen covers up all their sins. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the Lions, though, a little bit more, because especially since you have the Cincinnati Bengals in there and we know they've struggled. But of course, they can come on with Joe Burrow being healthy at any point. But Cincinnati was still a team that hadn't been in a position in a really, really long time to be good. And then they were able to do it. So why are you so out on maybe Detroit being able to make a push? Because they haven't won a playoff game yet. You don't. It's a stepladder, just like the NBA is a stepladder. You have to get to a certain point and then overcome different things. Jimmy Johnson's Cowboys didn't go from one and 15 to a Super Bowl team. They had to go to nine and seven and then 11 and five and then 12 and four. And you keep having to get better. I compare it to when Pritch's Pritch, you know, the year they won the national championship, when Pritch denies there was a clip on the, the on the Ishmael punt return the year before they played Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl as well. Right. For the national championship and Notre Dame dominated them in the second half. They weren't ready for the 40 minute halftime in the Orange Bowl. They didn't. You have to be there and do things. You have to experience a road playoff game. How are the Lions going to go on the road and win in Philadelphia and in San Francisco? Having not won even one playoff game yet. I just think it's a bridge too far to get there. And we're going to talk in in uh, in the pressing three about your takeaways from the game at Baltimore, because I want to pick your brain on that, um, what the lasting takeaways are. But I just think it's you have to get closer than having not been a playoff team or won a playoff game just to go to a Super Bowl and win it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think you, there has to be residual, mm-hmm. you know, there's a momentum. You've got to get good, then you've got to yep. get better. You go, you you gradually go there. You just don't all of a sudden become an overnight sensation. I, They're going to have to go through it. And then the best thing that happened to them was losing to Baltimore. They're going to need yep. some of those too. I want to, pre- I know we got about a minute. I want to pick your brain a little bit about something you said in the last segment about if Bryce Young was playing for McVay, he'd be playing at a high level. Do you think if Bryce Young instead of Matthew Stafford was the quarterback for the Rams right now, they would have a better chance of making the playoffs? 
Well, I, I would think no, because Stafford's, I thought, done some really good yeah. things. They're just not good enough. They can't protect them. I mean, Stafford's not going to make it 16, another 10 weeks. He's gonna. It's going to be a hard game for him down in Dallas because of it. I mean, they've done a good job of hiding their warts, but they've been now out there. You know, people just keep wanting to dismiss Pittsburgh as not a good team. Pittsburgh is a good team. I hate to break it to you. Yeah, we talked earlier today, albeit briefly, about him having the best home ATS record as a head coach, Tomlin. I know Hayden Fry adopted the colors because they wanted to bring the winning tradition of the Steelers to Iowa, but they are like Iowa. They win. The, they find a way to win these games in all the little ways, Michael. <laughs> yep, they do. We've kept saying they're Tomlining they sure their do. way to win. You can't ever have They've, a losing season. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but yes. Um, we will be right back here on the Lombardi line. Don't go anywhere. We'll get the latest update on the number for Thursday night football and Palms pressing three when we return. This is the Lombardi line on Visa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. You can check out those betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Mike Palm joining us here on the desk as we wrap things up with the Lombardi line and we will get Palms pressing three here in a moment but real quickly before we do just the update on Thursday night football where you guys sit speaking of splits where you guys sit right now that's where Elliot Elliot tells us we're at 10 minus 105 so uh, I guess that's where we're at (laughs) I guess that's where we're at wow I I won't I'm going to say that I'll bet you it's not in a top 10 of our decisions this weekend I just don't it won't be a very heavily bet game 
Is the Thursday night usually heavily bet, Mike? Depends on the matchup. Um, and they haven't been really attractive matchups. So, And it also depends on what's yeah. going on. Now, you don't have a baseball leading into it, right? Like, you know, you've had baseball right. leading into it. So that helps it because it gets crowds in the book and helps the over-the-counter, right? You've got a decent hockey schedule, two nights off the frenzy. Um, but, uh, you know, so with no big lead in, probably not. Hey, Michael, at least you can count on Al Michaels not. I know that's what you look forward to every Thursday night. And it's going to be sensational it. again tonight. And, and the beautiful thing is we won't get the we won't get the sweater underneath to hide it because it's going to be 65 and it'll be beautiful in Buffalo tonight. So we're going to get a straw. I mean, we'll get a great knot tonight. I don't know what he's going to eat in Buffalo, but maybe they flew Toscano's in. I don't know. Carrots. Probably he needs did. carrots. <laughs> Uh, again, so good. Ten, here in, <laughs> 10 here in Circa. We're seeing some nines out there, but largely moving to nine and a half in favor of the Bills tonight. Total 43 and a half. All right, let's get to Palms pressing three. Mike, let's do it. Okay, Michael, I want to okay. ask a few questions regarding the last play of the yep. first half at the Hubert H. Humphrey Dome on, on Monday night. It's 10-7 Minnesota. They have the ball mm-hmm. with 16 seconds, third and six from their own 40. Minnesota has no timeouts remaining. Obviously, you got to be in a very soft zone. You tackle anybody inbounds, the half is over. Um, Steve Wilkes calls a zero blitz and rushes seven. Uh, Cousins gets the pass off. Javarius Ward somehow doesn't intercept it. And Jordan Addison walks to the end zone as the clock expires to end the first half and probably cost the 49ers the game. (laughs) It's the first time that a team has rushed seven with the opponent in their own territory in the final 30 seconds of a halfer game since week 11 of 2020. Kyle Shanahan in his press conference said, Wilkes definitely made the wrong call. He lost track of the time. So here are my questions and I'll ask them and then you can answer. Mm -hmm. Number one, is Kyle Shanahan listening to the defensive play calls or as an offensive minded head coach, is he not? Number two, should all coaches have the headsets on for offensive and defensive play calls? And number three, if he has the headsets on, isn't he calling a timeout and saying, get out of this zero blitz? Go ahead, Michael. The answer to the questions are, first of all, he probably isn't listening to the calls. He's too busy worrying about what he's going to run or what he's going to talk about offensively. Remember, most of these guys are coordinators that have are being paid like head coaches. And so the subcontractor of the team, Steve Wilkes, is going to do what he does. He is paid to stop the other team, stop scoring and, you know, and, and get the ball back. That's basically what he's paid to do. He's not a, he's not aware of game situations. Everybody complains about Kyle for throwing the ball in the Atlanta Super Bowl. When in reality, that was on Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn should have stepped in and said, Hey, Kyle, the clock's our opponent, not the Patriots. But that doesn't happen in the NFL anymore. We've lost that. We don't have situational football anymore. The New York football giants give two plays to Tyrod Taylor, and they expect him to to check into the right play with no time on the clock. Like, who's minding the store? This drives me crazy every single week. This was at the highest level. It was at the highest level. Worse? I could tell you worse than this. This was only seven points. What Shane Steichen did in Indianapolis was ten points. Now, nobody's going to say a bad word about Steichen because he's a great co he's a great offensive coach. But his mismanagement at the end of the game, you could talk all about the bad calls, and they were horrible calls. But his mismanagement at the end of the game cost his team 10 points. 
and they lost by one. So this is an epidemic in the league. This is what the league wants. They, the owners want subcontractors. They don't want guys managing the game. They do not. They want subcontractors. And what the league is missing more than anything, they're missing people that understand how to build teams and people and coaches that understand how to manage games. In a, in a year gone by, in an era gone by, Michael, did that head coach have purview of the play calls on both sides? Is, or is this new yes, in this era? Absolutely. Did, yeah. I mean, look, I've been, in, I've been on the headset with, with two of the greatest coaches of all time, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. And Bill might say to Nick, Nick, heat him up here. He might say to Josh McDaniel, stick a run in here. He's not calling the run. He's saying, hey, I want to slow the game down. Josh calls the run. Or Nick calls a blitz. Hey, Nick, let's just let him blow. You know, let him play. It goes back to, think about the game. Think about the game you cited earlier, the 13-second game. Why does Buffalo rush four players? Why would you rush four? What do you want to accomplish? You don't want to, you, you could lovely to get a sack. What you want is Mahomes to hold the ball. You want him to hold the ball so he can't throw it. So the longer the play goes, the better it is for you. They get less plays, but naturally they rush four. You know what they should have done is rush one. Rush one. But they don't. Situational football is a lost art. I, I talk to former head coaches about it all the time. I mean, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. What's going on in Washington? Ron Rivera's on the headset listening, and he's got an offensive coordinator calling every single pass play 18 yards down the field, and you can't protect the quarterback. And Ron doesn't seem to have a problem with it. If I was Sam Howell's dad, I would be calling Ron up and say, you going to protect my kid or not? Great answer. Uh, let's move on. Question two. Number two. Number might two. Be, might be our last. Um, Baltimore on Sunday. I watched every play of the first half. Total evisceration. What's the bigger lasting lesson? Is it that the that the Lions are still a ways away from being a top team in the league, or is it that this healthy Baltimore team is this good? Or here's your third option: NFC teams just don't beat Lamar because they have no experience preparing for him. Well, he's sixteen and one. Door, no, uh, door number uh, three. Yeah. He's sixteen and one now against the NFC. I'll take door number two, Monty, because listen, Lamar's playing at a high, high level. <clears throat> we said it. If you paid attention to the game in Jacksonville, when he against uh, no the game in London against uh, the Titans, he was sensational in that game. He threw the ball as well as I've ever seen him throw it. They're fine. They're throwing the ball over the middle field, which is what I've been screaming about. He's able to make plays, throw in there. He's got time to throw. His offensive line's healthy. This is all about Lamar Jackson being great, and he's always been great. I've said it for years. He can throw the football. This idea he can't is ridiculous. I've watched him throw it in college, but he throws it at best in the middle of the field. All right, last question. And it goes to the Atlanta situation in Tampa Bay. Bijan Robinson has debilitating migraines the night before, still shaken by them on Sunday morning. The Falcons say nothing about this to anyone, the NFL or release this. Uh, and then when questioned on Tuesday, Art Smith, very, very dismissive of the fact <laughs> that these things need to get reported and, you know, Kind of took a shot at fantasy football and gamblers there in a very smug way. Only a child of billionaires can. Are you concerned at all about this situation? 
Yeah, I mean, we that we should reveal it. Everybody should know. We should have an open forum. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's going to get fined for it. He knows better than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, first of all, he's the only coach in America that has a back that averages five yards a carry, and he's given it to the back that averages <laughs> 3.2 yards a carry. Somebody needs to ask him that question besides the injury report. Hey, Artie, why the hell are we giving the ball to, to Algier at, two, at 3.2 and the other guy's got it at 5.0? Somebody explain. Is it the headaches? I get it. I understand now, but it's ridiculous. He's got to report it. He should know better. Well, in this instance, even if you had a feeling or thought or hoped that he would work his way out of it and be better the next day, you still should report that that's questionable. Uh, yes, that it's, questionable. that it's a thought that he might not be. <laughs> or probable, whatever, but there's something there. Why did yeah, they dress him? there has to be him? some designation. They dr- the only reason they dress Stormy, the only reason they dressed him is because they didn't want to go through the embarrassment of he wasn't on the injury report. Mm. He didn't play. I don't think he was in there for a play. He yeah. he was for a yeah. couple plays, right? He ran a couple yeah. of times later in the game. Yeah, but he didn't make his first appearance no. until late in the no. in the first half. So maybe yeah. the headache wore off. Good medicine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome stuff as always, Michael. You're the man. Appreciate Mike Somich joining us earlier today. Thank and of you, course, Mike Palm. Mike you're the Palm. best. Great to see you again. Excellent <laughs> questions as always. Coming up next here on yeah. Veasan, sharp money. Keep it locked here all day, every day. Good Thursday night football match. Ah, good is a word that we can use loosely. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.